Welcome to the Don't HR Alone podcast, your daily source for news and updates relevant to the HR profession. We bring you weekly interviews with HR leaders, CEOs, and small business owners, along with our daily updates. Each day, you can tune in for updates by following us on the social media of your choice. We post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also subscribe by going to don'thralone.com. And our show is on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe as Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Don't HR Alone number 48. My name is Rami Alijil, and I'm pleased to have you today. We're going to go over quick three things today. Um, First up, a Massachusetts governor has signed a bipartisan pregnant worker protection law. The taxable wage base for Wyoming's unemployment insurance has changed. And finally, we're just going to talk about a quick IRS finalization of a premium tax credit reg that applies primarily to self-employed individuals. So first up, let's break into the Massachusetts uh, new law. Governor Charlie Baker has signed H3680, an establishing act, an act establishing the Massachusetts Pregnant Workers Fairness Act, <laughs> uh, a bipartisan bill to extend protections to pregnant workers in the Commonwealth. This legislation will prohibit workplace and hiring discrimination related to pregnancy and nursing and require employers to provide reasonable accommodation for expectants and new mothers in the workplace. This includes access to less strenuous workloads, altered work schedules, time off with and without pay and private nursing practice. The law closes the gaps in federal law down to employers of six or more. So this actually applies to all employers now. So uh, it used to be that there were some number of employee limits and also it was primarily under the ADA that this applied. Now there's a specific law in Massachusetts. Keep in mind, that uh, pregnancy discrimination was not illegal uh, at the hiring practice at the federal level. So this is a new thing. If someone is pregnant, you cannot take that into account when making the hiring decision in Massachusetts now. Uh, The governor has a press release on this at mass.gov. You can read up more detail on, but the long and short is uh, pregnancy is now a protected class um, for hiring and working for discrimination. Okay. Uh, Next up, taxable wage base, Wyoming. Oh, by the way, on that, please train your hiring managers or whoever's doing your interviews. It's an important thing. Uh, A lot of people, a lot of women don't disclose that they're pregnant during the hiring process uh, because they're concerned that you won't hire them because of that. It's now 100% illegal uh, for you to discriminate for that, so they should be less recalcitrant about doing so. It's a good thing. It allows you to make plans if you choose to hire them, if they're the best fit, to know about it. Uh, the number of hiring managers and uh, HR leaders I've talked to who have you know, been in a position where they hired the best qualified candidate, turns out they're three or four months pregnant, and they don't tell them until the first day of the job because they're worried about, you know, Um, uh, being discriminated against during the hiring process. Uh, Whether you think this is a good or a bad thing for businesses is is irrelevant. If you are up in Massachusetts, it is now the law. So uh, it's something to know, and it's not not a reason to not hire anybody, and um, it's good now. Maybe people will be more upfront about it during the hiring process, so you can at least make a plan to cover their job for those uh, six weeks or 13 weeks of of leave that they're going to get under FMLA. Okay. All right. Next up, taxable wage base, Wyoming. This is just a quick number. For 2018, the taxable wage base in Wyoming will be 24700 This is a decrease of $700 for the taxable wage base amount in, of 25400 that was applicable in 2017. This is for their unemployment insurance. So uh, uh, the Wyoming Department of Labor state unemployment is only going to be taken out of the first 24700 instead of 25400 Update your payroll accordingly. 
Final bit today, IRS has finalized a premium tax credit regulation, and there's a lot of depth to this. Um, this has been in place for the premium tax credit. The temporary and proposed regulations, which were issued in 2014, provided relief from the joint filing requirement for married victims of domestic abuse or spousal abandonment. So back in the day, uh, if you to qualify for a premium tax credit, you had to file jointly. Um, and they kind of gave a little temporary stay that said, hey, if you're concerned about spousal abandonment or domestic abuse, you can file for an exception. They've now added the methodology, uh, a methodology for tracking that. Uh, the temporary measures also include a methodology for indexing certain percentages used in determining the amount and eligibility of the premium tax credit, certain allow allocation rules for reconciliation of advanced credit payments and premium tax credit, and guidance on the deduction for health insurance costs for self-employed individuals. That's going to be the key thing we're going to get to in just a second. Uh, the premium tax credit may only be claimed by married taxpayers who taxpayers who file a joint return with his or her spouse. The final regulations maintain the exception for a limited and unique situation when the taxpayer is unable to file a joint return, either because the taxpayer feel, fears for his or her safety, or through no fault of the victim, can neither file a joint return because of the non-filing spouse cannot be located, nor obtain a divorce or legal separation because sufficient time has not lapsed under state law. This relief is limited to three consecutive years in the final reg. So the key is if you are legally married but separated, uh, you can file for, and you can't get a hold of them to finish that divorce, um, or you're in a domestic abuse situation, you can file an individual tax return and still get your tax credit. Last bit, and this is the kind of key as from an HR perspective, under Code Section 162I, a self-employed taxpayer is allowed a deduction for all or a portion of the premiums the taxpayer pays during the tax year for health insurance for the taxpayer, the taxpayer's spouse, and the taxpayer's dependents uh, on, the, on the return under age 2017. This final regulation corrects an oversight in the temporary reg regulations, which omitted a rule for stipulations for situations where the deduction must be limited to his or her earned income from the trade or business that established the health insurance plan. So you have to make at least that much money from the group health insurance company, for the company that provides the group health insurance, in order to write it off. The final regulations corrected this oversight and clarified that household incomes for purposes of computing the limitation are the amount uh, determined by using Code Section 162I, deduction which is equal to the lesser of A, the sum of the specified premiums for the plan, not paid through advanced credit payments, the limitation amount, and any deduction allowable for premiums other than specified premiums, or the earned income from the trade or business that established the health insurance plan. So either what you pay after tax credits or what you make in the business. Those are your limiters. You can't basically form a business that makes no money or is in a loss. Uh, don't pay yourself anything and then write off your health insurance. Bad thing. So it's got to be a business that makes enough money to pay you so that you can write that off. Uh, very important for our smaller employers. A lot of it used to be that, you know, the owners of businesses couldn't write off their health insurance. That's changed now, but this is a good update that formalizes it. You can find all that under the uh, Code 36B, Code Section 162, which is a good, uh, a, a good regulation to read over if you're in this business or, or concerned about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for Don't HR Alone number 48, just those three quick updates, the Massachusetts Bipartisan Pregnant Worker Protection Law, the Taxable Wage Base in Wyoming, and finalizing premium tax credit regulations from the IRS. Hope this has been helpful for you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Go out there and get your work done.